0: Clow and John Minnick. My name is John Middick, and I am joined once again by my co-host, Lisa Clough of Lockery Fine Art. Lisa, it's nice to have you back. How are you?
1: Thanks. I'm doing better.
0: Awesome. All right. So, Lisa, what are we talking about today?
1: We are talking about the Windsor and Newton pigment markers and how those can also be used with colored pencil. Yeah.
0: So, I don't think we've ever really discussed markers at all on the show, but towards the end of this, we are going to talk about how that these can be used with colored pencil. So, Lisa, you have have, like, a, a very large set, right? I think we'll just go through and just kind of talk about maybe our test results, or sort of an overview.
1: Yeah, I was, and just for transparency, my initial set of, they sent me 12 or 24, and I can't remember, was sent to me by Windsor & Newton to review, so just... So everyone knows that. But I did mm-hmm. like them enough. I went and purchased a whole lot more. And then when I let Windsor & Newton know that I bought more, they're like, well, let us know what colors you want. We'll send you even more. So I've got nice. a huge mixture of stuff that was provided to me by the company and then ones that I purchased myself. But I can say honestly that, this, that I liked them enough that I did go and spend my own money on quite a few of them. A lot of my own money.
0: That's awesome. Okay, so they didn't sponsor a a video with you. No, you just, they, they only they sent provided, you markers. And, yeah, they sent gotcha. me the markers. Okay.
1: With the, I think it was kind of an implied suggestion to make a video about them. Um, I didn't agree to do anything unless I liked it. You know, it was one of those. um, They sent them to me. Actually, I had them for quite a while and hadn't had a chance to play with them. And I got an email like a month later Hey, have you uh, tried those yet? (laughs) I'm like, Oh, I guess I should make a video trying those out, huh? Um, And I ended up absolutely loving them. So I was really, I'm really glad that they contacted me because I've never been someone who was into markers. I'm terrible with. Yeah. With the few times I've tried Copics and other ones, I have no control. They don't, my brain just doesn't work the way marker, like they don't mesh well. These, however, were a very different experience for me.
0: Okay. So they do come in sets of six. They've got several different sets of six. Uh, They've got blue tones, gray tones, cool gray tones. They've got rich tones, skin tones, vibrant. And then they have an assorted tone set of 12, which looks interesting. see here. I guess you can find out what these are. Yeah, here we go. I'm on the Blick site, just so you know, and we'll have this linked up in the show notes. Yeah, I was kind of pleasantly surprised that they came in so many different color sets. Um, That's I think a big plus here, because especially with the varying grays, being you know, pigment-based, i expected that there was going to be some limitations just because of you know getting that to work well and uh, just thought you know maybe we'll be limited in colors but doesn't seem to be the case
1: no and unlike other markers the thing that really got me with these is the way that they blend you can Mm -hmm. have i mean my first it must have been the 12 set that they sent me i keep wanting to say it was 24 i don't know um whatever it was well maybe it was maybe they're not
0: Maybe they don't have that on here right now. I don't. It's possible. If I was not
1: lazy, I would get up and get the box, but. You know, lazy is a factor. <laughs> but what, even having just a ha- those handful of colors, like if those were colored pencils and I only had 12, or even if I had 24, I'd be like, that. this is not enough right. to do a whole project with. And I definitely didn't feel that way once I realized how well they blended. That was yeah, just yeah, insane that's... to me. And I blended. Yeah. I found, I had to watch a few videos. I did my first sample of trying to do this and realized, wow, I don't know how to make markers not streaky. Then I realized you can actually use your fingers and blend blend them. You can smudge things out. You can use a paintbrush. You can use a Q-tip. You can use all kinds of different things to blend them. And when it dries, you, as long as you're using the right kind of paper, which we'll go into, you can reactivate it. As soon as you put wet marker on top of it, you can even use their colorless blender. Go on top of it with that and you reactivate it and you can keep blending. So you can mix so many colors. So it's not something where I feel like you have to run out and buy every single color, even though that's pretty much what I did. The, you, you can actually mix quite a bit. With a small selection,
0: that is the nice thing about this is that you can mix them and get a a variety of different colors in between, they're blending them like that. But you're not concerned at all, I mean, it's not a big deal using your finger. I mean, you're not concerned with the oils or anything like that. You know, I have I just wondered about that.
1: I have fairly sensitive skin. If something's going to be semi toxic, I usually I'll just get a headache right right away. I have had no reaction to these whatsoever. I've had it all over my skin and my face and everywhere else because I tend to make a mess and I haven't had any reaction. So personally, at this point, I'm not concerned about it Um, just because I can kind of use myself as a meter as to how toxic is this really? Because I do have a reaction to so many different things. But this really didn't, cause anything with me I was surprised I didn't get headaches because I thought you know
0: Mm, mm -hmm. that
1: at least no nothing
0: but what about just you know the oils on the skin mixing you know on on the medium that's that that, I guess was a concern for me Okay, and, well, yeah. I mean, you still emit oils just yeah, oh a little yeah. bit, but I, I got you. Yeah. But,
1: I mean, with the type of paper that you're using, too, it's different than how y- your oils of your not skin are going to absorb yeah. into this paper, True. which we'll go into again, like they would with Fabriano or Stonehenge or one of those.
0: Or anything that's real highly absorbent. Yeah, yeah these right.
1: are not absorbent at all.
0: Okay, so I got the uh, six set. Which one was it? Let me look here. It was the... Skin Skin tones, that's what I remember you ordering them. Yeah, and then I also picked up two, what were these? These are, I'm looking at them here. I got warm gray number four. Oh, and a black is what I got. Not sure why I got a black.
1: Probably cuz I told you to. Maybe maybe so. <laughs> maybe I think I was suggesting that be a you color you use that. a lot with the, okay. I love that with these markers.
0: Oh, you also told me to get the just the blender, I think. What, what this white, came with the, the
1: um white blender and then the colorless blender.
0: I didn't get the colorless blender, but I do have the white blender that actually comes in the skin tone set. And that was, if I'm not mistaken, I, I believe it does. That was interesting. I think, I think you're right, though, that, that just the blender itself would have been a helpful tool in this set. Because when I started trying to use, you know, just the white blender, it does emit quite a bit of white. And it starts mixing a little bit too much for me sometimes. And so I have to kind of, you know, switch over to a, a, a one of the other colors that I'm using.
1: Yeah, but then there will be times that you want actual white. And it doesn't yeah. show up enough. It's not like, like oh, if you yeah. think of a white gel pen that people will sometimes use with colored pencil, right, which right. I don't recommend, but you know, people no. do it. Um, archival issues there, as the person who also says she uses her fingers to blend these markers. So, you know, take that with what you will. That didn't come out right, but you know what I mean. <laughs> so, anyway, um, but you know, when people take a, a, let's say a gel pen, it really shows up uh-huh. super white on top of the colored pencil. Yeah. This white marker, not at all. It's pretty much no, a right, thing, right. but it, it's too translucent to really get white highlights with, unfortunately. And I wish that it did.
0: The thing about it, though, that's kind of interesting to me is it, well, it nearly feels like you're just, you know, smearing around paint or yeah. like watercolor or gouache a little bit. But if you keep just putting down more and more of the white and letting it dry, I did notice that I could get more white back in there.
1: Interesting. Which was Maybe kind I need of to try that more. Yeah.
0: But I, I didn't play around with them near as, as long as you did so but so let's talk about your first experience with him lisa if you want to
1: yeah my very talk first about experience i did not like. record i worked on i just wanted to do a test that was like you know what i don't know how to use marker mm-hmm. i don't know what the heck i'm doing i'm just going to draw out a goldfish on a blue marker and my goal was to fade from light blue to dark blue for the background the fade did not work i was using their winsor and newton pigment marker paper because with this we'll, which again i keep saying we'll go into it I, I probably should just talk about the paper now but when with the paper um, they send you or you know with that you've got two papers that you want to use one of them or one option is your winsor and newton pigment marker paper the thing is that paper was 20 pounds and that's like drawing on tissue paper. So that was a bit of a challenge. You can't even tape it down because there's no way to tape that and have it not really rip. And even if you do tape it, it still warps. I've seen other people do that, and it's still warped anyway. But with that, I didn't understand that you could blend with your fingers. I had no idea. And so I had a very, very sketchy, um, you could see every single brush or marker line that I made. And so I ended up drawing a damask print over it. And that was one thing though, it worked out well because it hid those marks, but the damask, you could get such fine details with these markers. One end is a chiseled, a thicker end. The other end is very Mm -hmm. skinny. And so you're able to get a lot of detail or cover bigger areas very quickly. So I did that and then I drew the, the goldfish. Once I started working with the goldfish, that's when I kind of figured out how they blended a bit more. And I was fairly excited to try them again. My next time I did a a live stream where I did a red-eye tree frog. And I tried blending, you know, this is one of those, let's see how big of a fool I can make of myself because if this ends badly, I'm doing it live. It doesn't matter. You know, I can't fix this. (laughs) So also it was my first live stream. So let's just double up on the, let's see how many things might go wrong at the same time. (laughs) Yeah. So um, I drew the red-eyed tree frog and it blended beautifully. I was so happy with that. Hmm. I did not try colored pencil yet though on that. My next project after that was a tiger. I wanted to see how you could get like brush strokes or the strokes for the fur went i was really happy with how that went and it's very quick to work with these you can cover up very large areas very 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 quickly not like colored pencil so um my next time i decided i was doing these clownfish with anemone and that one i just couldn't get the blending as smooth as i wanted so then it was like huh i wonder what happens if i go over this with colored pencil i found a couple of things one let it dry 100 if it if that Mm -hmm. marker is Mm -hmm. not like completely like dried for 10 minutes dry it just scrapes and lifts off so it did need to dry all the way but the luminance and i was working on the upo paper for that the luminance i tried prismacolor luminance Lyra Rembrandt polycolor and polychromos. And the luminance was the only one that I really liked. The results I got as far as how opaque it was and how it stuck to the paper. But I was able to smooth things out and get details. or not, Not so much detailing, I shouldn't say, as just... Tinting color, smoothing things out within details from the marker, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. But I was able to do a lot with those. And so my next piece, I again decided, well, knowing this, I'm intentionally going to mix marker and the colored pencil. This worked beautifully. And so the next one was a frog. One of my favorites that I've done, but I hardly ended up having to use the colored pencil. I just used it to tint like a blue shadow under on the underside of the frog and a few things that I wanted to tone down where I wanted more green in the background, but if I would have done it with the marker... I would have ended up with brush strokes and had to worry about blending again. But if I went over it just with a colored pencil, I was able to tint color. And that's where I started realizing wow, using the both of them together. You really can, as long as you figure out when to use which. That was the thing. It's like, I thought I would be able to get details with colored pencil that really wasn't happening on that paper. But once I figured out what worked best with the the pencil versus what worked best with the marker, they worked together really, really well. And I was really happy with the results that I got from that frog.
0: So yeah, that's that's pretty cool. And that frog does look pretty amazing. I mean, there is a lot of detail in that. So using the markers first and then letting them draw Dry before you apply the colored pencil I think that probably is the key there. I did try using a luminance pencil on that eye that I that I drew and yeah I didn't let it dry enough and I noticed yeah that that's not gonna work so I gotta let that dry and I think it's dry now and I'll probably do that tonight. Is go back over that and try to smooth some of that out, as that was one of the issues that I was noticing right away. Is that you've got all that streakiness that is happening, and you can't hardly control that. Yeah,
1: and that's what happened on the first drawing I did. I was just I yeah. didn't like the streakiness, and that's what I've right, never liked right. with markers. I've never been good at getting yeah. rid of the streaks.
0: Yeah, or watercolor or anything uh-huh. like that. It's like that's one of the things that it just you know just drive you insane as a colored pencil artist. Is you don't like yeah. all of that stuff that but, you cannot control. Once
1: I figured. Out how to blend them either and even if you don't want yeah. to use your fingers you can blend them with certain brushes I actually got elf makeup yeah. brushes from old navy they have them at their front counter I was like wow these actually look like they'd work for this so I bought a bunch of them they're super cheap and, those
0: yeah, and I may well. try um, some kind of my brush. fingers still That's work the
1: best for certain techniques of what I'm trying to get another tip I will give you if you're trying like the tiger was a big piece and I would think okay I'm going to put in all of the olive green and then all of the brown separately and then all of this and they'll blend together and I'll just work quickly no that does not work well work one small area at a time and what happens you would think with the marker well i'm going to have start and stop points the part that was wet here and then when i started this one it reactivates any it's never really permanent Uh, it's light fast which we'll go into but it's not permanent in that if you get it wet whether it be with water um and that's another um tip i'll come back to but if we if you get it wet whether it be with water or with marker, you can remix any areas. So if you have a hard line that just didn't blend well, just get it wet a little bit. And with the water, which I was mentioning or alluding to, I guess, I found, I like to get that kind of bokeh background. And so I would take a Q-tip with a bit of water on it and just draw circles to lift off the marker from the paper, which works really well with Yupo. Wouldn't work at all with the Winsor Newton pigment marker paper because it's too thin. But with Yupo paper, it worked so well to lift things up up and lighten things up and so it was very forgiving if you messed something up you could Mm -hmm. pretty much you know re-wet it and wipe the paper and try again so if you have an area where you're like okay this is looking so good oh my gosh i just messed up the nose it looks terrible wipe it off and do it again just the nose part so you it was very forgiving and i think that once i figured that out that's when i started feeling more comfortable working with them because i didn't like with copics when i worked with those before it was like every mark stays. That's it. The end. Like you, you can't really fix.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's what I've noticed with. Uh, and I'm not good enough markers. with them
1: to be able to make something work that way. But yeah, that yeah. was, was kind of what I found there.
0: Let's talk about that difference in, in that 20 pound paper then, and the Yupo paper. So that UPO paper you know, it comes in three different, at least on the Blick site. Legion is the company that makes Stonehenge, and they also make UPO paper. But they've got at least on Blick here, they've got three different weights that this comes in: 144 pound, 74 pound, and 104. I think that I've got the 74 pound. I don't, I don't re- remember now. So you're saying that then the difference in using the 20 pound paper and using water on it made a big difference. When you're using yeah, that, that cheaper paper, paper it's, or the more it's flimsy even with paper. the marker,
1: that paper it's almost like working on tissue paper, and that's the one that Windsor mm-hmm. and Newton kind of recommends mm-hmm. to use with them because you need to use something that's non-absorbent so that the markers don't right, soak yeah. into. These do not work on regular marker paper. They don't work on regular. Yeah, paper.
0: Well, that's 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 the is there. I think is it has that very smooth yeah. uh, finish even on the UPO paper. I mean, it's got you know, that, Looks like that a plastic, sizing basically. or whatever they put on there. Yeah. It, yeah. It's more like the synthetic yeah. kind of uh, materials. And
1: it's so thin their paper. I loved how the marker yeah. felt on it. I really did like working on it. The problem was mm. it, they're like, why, why, why is this 20 pounds? So m- two, two complaints here. One, these markers are light fast. They are the only marker that is light fast, which is a, big, big deal. So I don't know if any other companies are coming out with them since the last time I researched that. So someone can correct me if I'm wrong there.
0: Well, because they're using the yes. pigment and, and that's what they're that's what they're talking about. The differences are as opposed to Copic, which uses yes. ink.
1: And so Copics are, and this is why I wouldn't use Copics myself with colored pencil work, unless it's something that you're just illustrating something and you don't really care about the work lasting long term, then okay, fine. But if it's something that you're selling to somebody, something that you want to last, I would not personally only use Copics or use any other markers because they are not light fast. They fade really, really quickly. So these don't. Okay, then why are you providing me with paper that is 20 pounds? I can't so work on tissue paper. I mean, again, it, that's kind of what it feels that's like. It is so thin. So I, hmm. I, it just seemed very backwards to me. So I contacted them about that. I said, you know, I like the markers. Do not like the paper. I, the paper would be fine mm-hmm. if it was a heavier weight. I just don't understand what the point of 20 pound paper is when you've got a product that you're like hey look it's light fast great. Now what do I do with it? Because the paper is not something I can use to sell. So either way, I still can't sell it. Yeah. They said try, they so, recommended Yupo then. So the UPO, the 74 pound UPO is actually very, very thick. Um, it is thicker yeah, than is. than yeah. what you would get with like Stonehenge that's about the, Stonehenge is what, 90 pounds? This is thicker 90 than Stonehenge. Pound, yeah. It's a, more. It's stiff. It, well, it's basically a plastic. But um, I've used it on that and then they heavier weight ones and it was fine on all of them. I had no complaints on any of the yeah. Yupo paper. But once I started started using Yupo paper, that's when I really fell in love with the markers and went out and bought a whole bunch more. Um, that's when you can blend because if you try to blend with your fingers on the Winsor & Newton pigment marker paper, it's, the paper keeps moving and wrinkling and, and, and it's it's a mess. So with the Yupo paper, that's not a problem. You can tape it down. You can do whatever. You really It's hard to hurt Yupo paper. So with that, you can blend. You can push really hard. You can get it wet. You're not going to hurt it. And So you had a lot more options that way. Now, I did not try colored pencil on the pigment marker paper, but again, it wouldn't matter to me if it worked great, I'm not going to sell work on tissue paper. So I, there's too much risk of it being damaged. Um, that That is my problem there. Like even if I framed it, it, if the person ever changed the frame, I would be worried about the paper ripping in the process. I mean, that's how thin this stuff is. Yeah, so yeah. that was kind of the big thing there. Those are pretty much your two options. They also suggested a moleskin paper, which I was never able to find anything remotely close. to, We still don't know for sure what they were talking about there. A few of us have looked, and I can't find anything that would fit what they were trying to describe with that, but the Windsor & Newton pigment marker pad, the thing that I do like about that, as you're working with markers, you're going to make a mess. You're going to blend colors and do another one, so you'll end up with blue on your orange marker, and you've got to wipe that off. That's what I use my pigment marker paper on, because that paper's fairly inexpensive. It's about $13 or so for an 11 by 14 inch pad of gosh, I think there's 50 sheets in there. Um, a lot being that it's so lightweight. But I use it for that. Or if I want to test something like what happens if I mix these colors, I'm going to use my my pigment marker paper for that, not my more expensive Yupo paper. So that was one thing I still do recommend buying the Windsor and Newton pigment marker pad, but only as essentially scratch paper, not at, you know, practice paper, that sort of thing, but not for a real project.
0: What What's the price of it? Is it inexpensive? Um, I was trying to it. On
1: find Amazon, here. it's, about $13 for Mm -hmm. an 11 by 14 inch of the pigment marker pad Mm -hmm. and that same pad with Yupo for their heaviest weight one that size I want to say I spent about $30 and it only had it I forget how many sheets not very many. Um, right. So I'm not going to use scratch paper with UPO. That's for sure. Whereas no, right. The pigment marker pad that's going to be more inexpensive, but I'm still getting this. The markers still work right on those. So I'm able. To
0: yeah, and the finish. Yeah, and the finish is virtually similar. Yes, and so you so. you can practice on it. And really, any marker paper though does have that. I mean, if it's labeled for marker paper, it has that slick surface.
1: It's still not the same because if it absorbs at all, it won't blend right. You're not. No,
0: gonna no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about. marker marker paper that is uh, that is not absorbent at all the kind that you know that you would use for highly detailed illustration i have some over here i'm not going to look at it
1: see i've talked to them about that And they recommended against it. Why? They said it's not the same. Um, If you've got it there, give it a try. But it's not going to blend the same. The way that I'm blending with my fingers and adding water and all that.
0: Yeah, I was just saying that you could use that for test paper as well because it's that slick kind of uh, non-absorbent paper.
1: Yeah. Anything basically that works well with Copics, though, does not work well with these is what they've told
0: interesting okay well hmm that's interesting
1: so the difference between yeah let's talk about that you know that's kind of important the big thing is that they're not light or copics aren't going to be light fast whereas these are the other thing uh is that these the copics don't blend the same way that these do now part of that is is the paper that you're using copics don't work great on UPO or on this paper they kind of do but they're the the color is not strong enough because it's not actual pigment, it's ink. So it tends to not be as bold and vibrant as these are. But they um, they said originally, and I'm not seeing that now, or I didn't see it on Jerry's side. Maybe it was Dick Blix. One of them actually said... Yes, it says on their usage note, do not use with alcohol-based markers, which would be mm-hmm. Copics. So I asked Windsor & Newton about that, and they told me you can use them because I'm like, is there some horrible chemical reaction we need to know about? Wh-? Like, that seems like a yeah. weird warning. And they said, no, um, they can technically be used together, but the... The Copics fade very, very quickly, and the Copics don't behave the same on the paper that these require. Like, they, Copics aren't great on that paper, whereas these aren't great on paper you'd use for Copics, was basically the gist of what they told okay. me there.
0: That, okay, That I mean, that kind of makes sense. I mean, because, you know, we're talking about Copics being alcohol-based and using dye, uh, dye you know, ink. And and then we're talking about pigment based with ethanol, which I'm not sure with the Windsor and Newton pigment markers. But I'm not sure what the big differences are in that chemical. You know, what they're what they're referring to as ethanol and uh, versus what you would find in most other markers yeah, is I'm alcohol. Sure. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure either. But Apparently there is a difference, and that's that's kind of that's kind of interesting. And once you do use these, y- you're right. You do you do notice because I do have some copics too. How different they are! They just they're they're so different. And I don't I don't know. It's it's weird. I don't at this point now that there is something on the market that is light fast. I don't know why you would pay the money for the expensive copic marker and. Use something that is, you know, fugitive. I I would not do that. I would not recommend that.
1: Yeah, especially not with colored yeah. pencil. They, I mean, copics, they're made for illustration. Right, right. So something
0: fairly quick. Th- something's going to be reproduced. Scan yeah, and, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. That, but
1: for colored pencil artists, I mean, that's something we always worry about is lightfastness.
0: So. And there's other marker markers on the market that you know you could use, but they're all alcohol based, and they're they're using ink again and these so far are the only pigment markers so really nice step in the right direction by Windsor & Newton and it'll, it'll be awesome to see them maybe improve this over time and maybe see if we can get other papers available as well that would be really yeah, nice. And
1: I've heard I had several people tell me that they are making now a heavier weight paper but nice. I can't find that anywhere yeah. so I've not seen it I'm hoping that that's and that'd be great if, it, if they're working on that.
0: Yeah we looked a little while ago we couldn't find that.
1: Yeah and the storage I store these in the same way that I store my colored pencils in the three-drawer pastel boxes Mm -hmm. that you can get them on Amazon. I get mine from Jerry's Artorama. They have my favorite. They're about $30, and they fit, oh, I don't know how many markers, a lot. I just took the foam lining out so that the markers would fit. One complaint I have with these over Copics. Copics have that flat base. So you put them on a table. They're not rolling away. Yeah, that's true. Oh, my gosh. They roll all over the place. Yeah, they do. They do. And,
0: uh, yeah, it's kind of annoying. The other thing that uh, you would expect from, uh, I guess, a marker that is a little more high end like this is, is that they would have replaceable nibs and things like that, like you get yes. with the Copic markers, and that that's a little disappointing. But you know, they are trying to improve this line.
1: A friend of mine talked to them at an expo, and they hinted at. That would be good. Because she wanted brushes, actual brush tips. Yeah,
0: that would be nice.
1: And so they didn't come outright and say, yeah, we're doing that. It was kind of like a hinting at, yeah, we're working on that.
0: One other thing that I do want to mention, if you look at the Dick Blick site, and you'll notice that there are a lot of indications of limited stock while supplies last. I emailed the company about that, and I did get a response. And what a representative told me is that they're actually going to be stocking them again, so. If they are limited right now, that's only because I guess they're going to be having more stock later on.
1: Yeah, they seem there seem to be a lot of rumors. I kept having when I would do live streams, people telling me, "Well, they're discontinued. They're not making them anymore." Mm-hmm. There are stores that stopped carrying mm-hmm. them. I know Hobby Lobby was one of them. I stocked up on so many markers when they were on clearance with Hobby Lobby. Um, so I got a bunch then. But one thing you want to watch if you do buy them in a store with the with any marker really, if it's not in a package or a lot case, make sure you check. Both tips, because yeah, like I can't tell you them. how many. Oh, bad. They just jam them into the shelves. Right. I've watched them do it. It's like you are damaging an $8. Well, $8 at Hobby Lobby. they are nineteen on Dick right. Lake, so much cheaper to get online anyway. But it's like you're, and it would amaze me that the mom was standing there watching the kid jam it into the shelf. It's like, <laughs> and she got mad at me for commenting that, for, that the kid needed to stop doing that. I was apparently the bad guy there. It's like, are you going to pay for that $8 marker that he's destroying, or you're going to wait until some poor artist comes and buys it thinking that it's brand new and fine and gets home and realizes that it's been trashed? But anyway, side (laughs) ramp there. But um, no, make sure you check the tips. If you buy it online, you're safe. Those come packaged. At least the ones that I bought online were all in their individual plastic containers. So there are baggy things. So that was never a problem. But if you buy it in a store, if they've had it out in the open where other people have been touching it like anything if the cap wasn't on all the way anything yeah. like that can damage that so definitely check yeah, that, that out is, that
0: sure. is the problem with with markers in general because yeah mm-hmm. kids go by there and they they use them as testers all the time too so yes yeah so the indication I guess is that you know new stock is on the way is uh, the actual quote that I got in the email so
1: I don't think for some stores
0: no, n- no but for uh, Blick online and uh, yeah. different retailers online so should be good there hopefully what they're doing is improving anything that maybe they noticed you know it's a new product line there's bound to be improvements made along the way going back to r&d and then reiterating and trying to improve the product as as they progress forward so
1: yeah but i'm definitely a fan and i think they work beautifully with colored pencil i think that it's a great mix meet especially if you're working with luminance i didn't the, the polychromos they're too translucent they didn't show up that great the luminance definitely showed up the best.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, too. I mean, using using luminance, some wax base over, over these makes yeah. a lot of sense. All right. Well, maybe you have tried these markers, and we would love to hear your experiences with them. You can email us, podcast at sharpenedartist.com. Interact with us in the Facebook group, Colored Pencil Podcast on Facebook. And if you like the show, tell someone else about the show or leave us a rating and or a review over on Apple Podcasts. That's what it's called now. Isn't that weird? (laughs) They switched it from iTunes to Apple Podcasts. (laughs) Like, what? Anyway, so. Got to
1: get that name in there. Yeah,
0: leave us a review anywhere you find the show. We would appreciate it. And we will talk to you again next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. All the show notes can be found at www.sharpenartist.com.